0: This episode contains boner jokes. Boner jokes in space. Oh yeah, we're going for it right out of the gates, kid. This is Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. Today, we're playing an episode from Justin McLaughlin's medical comedy, EOS 10. Imagine Scrubs if it took place on Deep Space Nine. Dr. Ryan Dalius is a young doctor freshly assigned to a new posting on a distant space station where he encounters the chief doctor, Horace Ervidian, an alcoholic curmudgeon. Hijinks ensue. This show is wacky fun. It plays fast and loose with medical ethics. Nearly everyone's an asshole. And there's a bit of will they, won't they between Dr. Dalius and, well, it's too good to spoil. I first heard about this episode through a mention in a paper by Neil Verma, the Northwestern professor whom you heard interviewed in episode 462, The Case for Radio Drama. That paper, which I'll link in the show notes, gets at something that's a real strength of audio fiction, this principle of contingency. Professor Verma writes, quote, To create for radio is to write sentences that always have open ends, to draw pictures whose frames are only there sometimes. We don't hold objects and events to the same level of predictable materiality as objects and events in other media. We sometimes even forget some of the people we're listening to are there. In short, in radio, there is no mise-en-scene in the traditional meaning. Instead, what we think of as mise-en-scene obeys the logic of contingency and expectation, of hint and hallucination. End quote. Mise-en-scene is a cinema scholar's term. It means, roughly, stage blocking or physical setup. Shot composition, the placement of actors, set props within the frame, and as you listen to this episode, consider the sorts of gags that work in audio that you simply can't pull off on TV. Okay, that's enough out of me. Here we go with Season 1, Episode 4 of EOS 10. Up, up, up.
1: Hey, Jane.
2: Oh my god, you are not eating Jim-cha in front of me.
1: I think it's pronounced gim ja Isn't it? Anyway, I got here after the rush. It's all that's left. The chef assures me that it's extra squirmy today.
2: Want some of my salad?
1: Yes, please.
2: So, by the way, I just wanted to double-check about Dr. Ocelong. You are totally not interested, correct?
1: Totally not interested.
2: Good. That opens the door, then. For what? For me to get on that.
1: Aren't you, uh, forgetting something?
2: What? He's a good-looking man.
1: And you're not?
2: Good-looking. A man! Oh, minor obstacle. So, have you had the chance to talk with any of the Afranian medical delegation?
1: Just a bit, at the reception. And I I did the opening lecture yesterday, but I've, I've been in the OR all day today. They're, um...
2: Pushy and obnoxious?
1: I was going to say unique, questioning, curious... I guess.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, Sierra over there. She'd never even seen a human until they arrived yesterday. Really? This is the first time off the home world for most of them. A bit xenophobic if you ask me.
1: Not all cultures value space exploration.
2: She's staring at you again?
1: What? No, she's not.
2: Totally is. She's been eyeing you since they stepped through the airlock yesterday. Oh. My. God. You should go talk to her. No. Why not?
1: I... no.
2: I guess Afranians aren't the only xenophobes.
1: Hey, that has nothing to do with anything. I'm, I'm just not interested.
2: Why not? She looks about your biological age. She's got that beautiful purple skin. She's humanoid. You're not in a choosy position.
1: Would you let it go?
2: She is looking for a table. No. Hey, Sierra, honey, hey, hi. Come join us. Hello. Thank you. Hi again. You know Dr. Dalius? Oh, yes. A pleasure. Hi. Oh my god. What? I just remembered I left the autoclave running in the lab. I should go shut that down right away, or Dr. Irvidian will have my head. Jane. Bye, guys. Have fun.
1: <laughs> oh, what a bitch. I'm sorry? Uh, nothing. Uh, so, um,. Are you enjoying the conference?
3: Yes. I'm so happy I was chosen for the delegation. I find humans fascinating. (laughs) Really? Yes. I want to learn everything I can while I'm here. Well, uh,
1: well, I have a couple cases tomorrow. Both humans. Well, one human, one half human. Maybe you could join us. Observe. Really? Sure. First case, I'm assisting nurse surge with an amygdala repair.
3: Oh, that would be magnificent. I'm very curious about the human neural system. I understand that your conscious mind stays active even as you regenerate.
1: It does. We have dreams.
3: Extraordinary. I would love to have a dream. What's it like?
1: Uh, well, um... It's, it's actually a, a little hard to describe.
3: And dihydrogen monoxide? Water. You require it? We do. Yet, you clean yourselves with it. And it is recreational.
1: Recreational?
3: You immerse yourselves in it for pleasure and exercise.
1: Swimming. Yep, we knew that as well.
3: Swimming, yes. I enjoyed watching you swim. I'm sorry? Last night, you went swimming at 2100 hours in the station recreational complex. It was enjoyable to watch.
1: Uh, well, I, I tried to swim a few laps every... You you watched me?
3: Yes. I followed you after the lecture. I'm sorry. I've made you uncomfortable.
1: No, 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 It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, n- it's natural. Uh, we, we have a tendency to do uh, similar things in new situations. Uh, to uh, observe and, and be curious. Usually in a, a less stalkerish way, but hey, whatever works, right?
3: Our mentors encouraged us to find a human during the conference to observe and report on to the rest of the class.
1: And you. you chose me.
3: I did. After hearing your lecture yesterday. Uh, well. I'm curious. Your muscular structure. Is it as defined in all humans as it is in you? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: no, no. Well, no, not not all not all humans um, um, spend as much time uh, exer exercising. Um, well, in, in fact, no. There there was a time a long time ago when our our species was was threatened by obesity.
3: Obesity. Yeah. That is difficult to imagine. Mm-hmm. Especially judging from you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Thank you.
3: I have made you uncomfortable again.
1: No, no. It's it's totally fine. Very flattering.
3: I would like to know more.
1: Uh, well, I'd love to tell you more.
3: Perhaps you could show me?
1: Show you? Whoa. Is that your foot? No. No? No.
3: My caudal appendage.
1: Your... tail?
3: Yes, tail. I see. Are your quarters nearby, Dr. Dallius?
1: Uh, the funny, funny thing about that, I, I don't actually have quarters yet. You see, I'm new here, and
3: the quarters- cor- The guest suite I've been given is quite exquisite.
1: I-I would love to see it.
3: Interface. Lights on full. Full? I don't want to miss a thing. Okay.
1: Whoa. Uh, Easy. Fragile. Uh, A bit.
3: I'm just ever so excited. Oh, wait. Before we begin... What's that? Water. You require it.
1: Ah, how how thoughtful.
4: Ah. Mm. Uh, uh,
1: oh. Oh, oh God.
4: I'm sorry to wake you, Dr. Delius. Mm. What is it? You asked me to notify you of any entries in the station manifest relating to the Adrarian sector.
1: Yeah, what? Uh, oh. Oh my god!
4: Is everything all right,
1: Dr. Davies? Uh hold on.
3: What what is uh, it? Uh
1: nothing. I, I'm just uh uh wh- what time is it?
3: 0200? Oh, Uh-oh. What?
1: There um uh th- there seems to be uh, I'm, I'm I'm still kind of uh, uh aroused. Oh, not in a good way. Oh. Well, wow. this this is, um, more painful than I would have
3: imagined. It doesn't usually last this long? No. Ephranian men experience erections that last several days. Why? We mate once a year. We like to make the most of it.
1: I'm not Ephranian.
3: Well, it will wear off in several days.
1: I am not gonna make it several- What will wear off?
3: The Igalactic root. In your water. The what? The Igalactic route. It's what Ephrainian men use to achieve erections when they wish to mate. They cannot do it naturally.
1: You gave me an alien ED drug? Yes. Was that wrong? Oh my god. Dr. Ervidian. Dr. Irvinian.
5: Oh, what fresh hell is this?
1: I come need... to check up
5: on me? Is that what I have to look forward to now? Surprise witching hour visits from Commander Doogood. Well, if you must know... I need your help. What are you playing at? I'm serious. What's wrong with you? Why are you standing like that? Why are your hands over your crotch?
1: Can I come in, please?
5: Not until you explain your intentions. Please let me in. Oh, fine. Well, get on with it. Uh, I,
1: I I I seem to um be experiencing a uh, a a prolonged um prolonged what? <laughs> Don't make me say it.
5: Oh my god,
1: are you serious? Would I be here at two in the morning if I wasn't? What do you need me for?
5: Take a dose of Sudephedrin and go to sleep. I tried that. What? It didn't work. Dibutylene? Nope. Methylene blue? Also, didn't work. Calm down. You calm down. Yelling at me will not help your situation.
1: I'm sorry. I, I just... Will you fix this?
5: Oh, for God's sakes. Take off your pants.
1: What? I need to do a physical exam. You do not. I think I do. Can't you just trust me on this? No. I am very not comfortable with this. All
5: right, then. Like you've got something I've not seen or would care to see? Do you think I went to bed tonight, hoping to be awakened by the sound of your penis knock, knock, knocking at my chamber door?
1: Okay. Fine.
5: Off with them, then. Hmm. What? Impressive for a man of your stature.
1: Oh my god,
5: shut up! I'm just saying the proportions seem a bit off, given your height.
1: My eyes are up here,
5: doctor. Well, it's a prior prism, all right. Thanks! Now what do we do about it? You're a horrible patient.
1: I really dislike you. Are you prone to this? No! Not exactly. What does that mean? I... I, uh, may have ingested a foreign substance. What? Like a poison? Not exactly. Sierra, uh, one of the Ephranian med students, she, um, gave me something. Why would she ever do that? The men on... I heard Planet use it to uh, get erections. Still, what? (laughs) Oh,
5: you cheeky bastard. Shut up. I still don't understand why you'd take it.
1: I didn't know what it was. I thought it was water.
5: Did you skip interspecies relations class at the Academy? I never saw priapism on the syllabus. All right, fine. Let's go. Where? I can't reach you properly from my quarters. To the infirmary.
1: Come on. Would you slow down? Chaving is making it a little hard to walk. Hey, guys. What are you doing here, Sully?
2: I'm on call. Ensign Reyes decided midnight was a good time to try his hand at far soon and ended up with a broken collarbone, and apparently all the residents are too important to roll out of bed and mend it. What are you two doing here? Nothing. Nothing.
1: Nothing. Nothing for you to worry about.
2: Why are you standing like that?
1: Uh... Oh my god's sake, she's going to find out.
2: Oh my god, what?
1: Not if you don't tell her.
2: Did someone bite you? Is that why your hands are over your crotch like that?
1: Did someone bite me?
2: What? It's happened. Not to people I know. Probably not. I've never bitten anyone!
5: He has a priapism.
2: Oh my god, no way!
1: Oh, what a wonderful night this has turned out to be.
2: I've never seen priapism.
1: Well, you're not going to now.
2: Come on, I'm a professional.
1: As I've always suspected.
2: Hey, I know what you mean- Can we focus, please? What's the treatment?
1: I've tried everything. Nothing seems to be working. Well, you've not tried everything. You have a suggestion? There is an older treatment,
5: I'm- So it's not been attempted in centuries, but it usually worked in the, excuse the pun, the hard cases. What? Manual aspiration of the corpus cavendosa. What?
2: He wants to stick a needle in your... I
5: know what he wants. And, And no, are you out of your mind? It could solve your problem, right? It's barbaric. Not the forefathers of modern medicine. The forefathers of modern medicine once thought leeches and lobotomies were great ideas, too. Healers on the Aquaticara and the Lidovian system are doing some wonderful things with the Pyranic
1: leeches of the South Sea. Don't knock it. I want you to take two steps away from me, okay?
2: Aren't there medications to treat this?
1: I told you, I, I tried. They're not working. Why not? Uh, uh. This might be xenopharmacological.
2: How's that?
5: He allowed an afranian harlot to drug him in aid of some perverse sex game.
1: She is not a harlot! That's the part of what I said you object to. I didn't know I was taking anything.
2: Sierra?
1: Oh, just... Please, just shut
2: up. Ephranians have tails. And? How does that work?
5: Ew. Did you ask the interface for an alternative treatment?
2: Of
1: course I did. There's no record of anything called Echolatic root in the medical database.
5: Well, perhaps the interface just doesn't know the proper
3: name. I've never heard it called anything else. I'm sorry.
1: Sierra, we came all the way over here. There has to be something.
2: If you could just give us a sample, we could analyze
3: it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I just used the last of it. On who?
1: Sierra? Are you coming back to bed?
3: Who is that? A nice shuttle pilot I met earlier today, before I met you in Nurse John's in Food Court Delta. I,
1: I left you just, like, 20 minutes ago.
3: He was quite eager. His muscular structure is even yeah, more. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Harlot. Oh! <gasps> Ow!
2: You got off lucky. I had her pegged for a biter.
1: You have no idea. Ew. Well,
5: back to the infirmary. There's only one thing left to do. What? Would you just hold still? Get that thing away from me. Oh, grow up. I said no. We're talking about your arm, not your... I
1: know what you're talking about. You have to be the only doctor in the Alliance still using needles to draw blood, you sadist. I told
5: you, this is the only method we have that minimizes the risk of hemodynamic disruption. I'll take the risk. You're infected with an alien substance that has already blocked the flow of blood to your penis. Would you really like to see what else it can block?
1: Fine, just... Ow! (laughs) God damn it!
5: That wasn't so bad, was it?
1: I dislike you.
5: We have some candies over there for the children. Feel free to help yourself. Interface, run a full spectrum diagnosis on Dr. Daly's blood sample.
4: Diagnostic complete.
5: Do you detect any foreign substances?
4: Yes, Dr. Ovidian. Identify. No record. The substance is unknown. Describe it. A parasitic infection of the hemocytes.
1: Parasitic?
4: Yes, Dr. Dalius. Your bloodstream is infected with a hemoflagellate, a parasitic protozoan, that is interfering with your baseline circulatory processes. Oh, God. Protozoan? Like, tiny little...
1: Bugs. Ew. Interface, how do we kill these things?
4: No record. The substance is unknown. Oh,
1: my God. Interface, extrapolate.
4: A delta-class nitrofuricide, such as benzatoin-5, may eradicate the infection. (sighs) Jesus.
2: What? That's good, right? We have a treatment.
5: No. We don't. Benzatoin-5 is illegal. We don't have any. Why? It has a unique manufacturing process that some find unsavory.
1: The drug is fermented with the tears of benzatin's slave children.
2: God!
5: Please. Classic government overreach. It's not like Lenzat enslaved children don't cry all the time as it is. Regardless, it's black market stuff,
1: so I mean, we can't even. Wait. Wait a minute. Now, who do we know who deals in the black market?
2: Yeah, who do we know?
1: Why are you both looking at You've been getting ceruleic ale aboard this station for how long now? I've recently stopped drinking. Perhaps you've noticed. Yeah, but... Who's your contact? That's absurd.
5: I don't have a contact.
1: Who was getting it for you?
5: I don't know his name. He goes by a code. Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter? Yes. Relatively new to the station as far as I know, but he cornered the market, so to speak, in relatively short order.
1: Fine. Take us to him.
5: Oh, 300, you expect me just to rouse him from bed? Yes, yes, I do. Here, this is it. Those who trade on the black market are unsavory types, Dr. Dalius. I hope you know what you're
1: doing. Look, really, the last thing I hoped for tonight
5: was... To
2: have your penis explode?
1: To be running around this station with the two of you. So, let's just get this over with.
2: Penis explosion would probably be worse, relatively speaking.
1: Hello. This is a
2: surprise. Levi?
1: Levi? You know this man? You don't? No, I know him, of course. How do you know him? I know you know him. I meant, how do you not know that we know him? What's going on? Is this a game? This is the Mad Hatter? Who?
2: Yes. This is Levi, our hypochondriacal dishwasher.
6: You wash dishes? It's only temporary. I've sensed a character weakness in a saucier that may be exploitable. Timing will be everything. He's... In the infirmary, like, every day. Like, I would know.
5: The chief medical officer has better things to do than clinic.
2: Like, drink yourself stupid.
6: Silence, hollered. Hey! Focus! Well, this has been Jolly. Very nice to see you all, but- Where are you going? I'm quite tired. I need your help. My help? I don't know of what service I could be. I need something, and I've heard
1: you're the man, loosely defined, who can get it. Who?
6: We've heard falsehoods. Dirty, slanderous falsehoods. Can it, Mad Hatter? I can pay you. I am Prince de de the III. I have no use for human money. I'll give
1: you five, fifteen-minute appointments in which you'll have my undivided attention to explain in full detail whatever it is that happens to be killing you that day. Ten. Seven. Do come in, would you?
6: I don't have to tell you how difficult something like Benza 2 and 5 is to come by. Are you comfortable, Dr. Dalius?
1: Ever have anyone drop a bucket of hot coals in your lap? No. I would take that any day over this. I see.
2: Levi, I would think you being you, and considering how often you believe you're sick, you'd have a supply of these things or something.
6: I don't suffer crying children, Nurse Johns.
2: Oh, and the slavery part?
6: That I can tolerate. They're happy to have jobs, really. Can you get them or not? I believe so. You just might not like the approach. Oh, well, what do you mean? I'm a facilitator. I don't do the actual trades myself. That would be unfitting for a man in my position. But I can take you to someone who will likely have a supply. Who? Who, Levi? Is not the correct word, whom? It most certainly is. It is not. Oh, as if you would know. I believe Dr. Ovidian is correct.
2: Because English is your first language.
6: Is it
5: yours,
1: Nurse Johns? Enough! Listen to me. I don't care who it is, or whom, or where we have to go, what we have to do, or who I have to kill to get this medicine, but I will have it. You got that?
6: Now, who is it? Achmazian. He controls the trade lines for nearly all black market objects, in at least the surrounding six sectors, if not the whole quadrant. Akmazian? THE Akmazian?
1: Yes? He's on the station? I'm afraid so. You lied to me. You said you hadn't had
6: any contact with anyone from the Adrarian sector.
2: Who's Akmazian?
6: the destroyer of the fourth war nurse johns he's a terrorist here in hiding sought by alliance and rebel forces alike the scourge of the galaxy charming man however i'm sure he'll be happy to help
2: oh
1: EOS10 is a production of Planet M Pictures. It was created and written by Justin McLaughlin, original music by Sam Ricci. Our cast is Dan Barry, Justin McLaughlin, Charles Lipper, and Natalie Kutcher. This episode also starred Tegan Cohen and Lena Winter. Find us online at www.eos10.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at EOS underscore 10.
0: Here's another excerpt from that Neil Verma paper, which caught my eye for many reasons, not least of which is its use of a phrase in the following sentence. Quote, in Justin McLaughlin's EOS-10, a comedy about doctors in a space station, one sequence features protagonist Dr. Dalius poisoned by an alien lover with a xenopharmacological aphrodisiac that gives him a priapism. Xenopharmacological aphrodisiac. God bless the Academy, and I'll take two, please. Professor Verma continues, quote, Much of the two-episode story is taken up by scenes of embarrassment with a stubborn erection, something made funnier by the absence of the visual. Importantly, we can from time to time forget about the existence of his discomfort as they seek a cure. The joke works because something that exists occasionally lapses into semi-existence, then springs back into existence, so to speak, which would be hard to accomplish in visual media that seldom let us forget what we see. End quote. I love television. I love cinema. I love music. I love books. But every medium has strengths and weaknesses, and I am tickled to recognize the things that audio drama can do. Look for this contingent power in your favorite audio dramas. How do they take advantage of the semi-existence of objects or people in sound? It's this power that I think accounts for the success of horrors and thrillers in the audio format. You can use this impersistence of sound to withhold information in the audio medium in a way that would be obnoxious in a visual medium. Now, if you like EOS 10 and you want to subscribe, and you want to yell at Justin and demand a third season, head over to EOS10.com. That's eos s one zero. The show can be found pretty much any on the internet by searching for that combination of letters and numbers. Thank you for listening to Radio Drama Revival. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher and tell a friend. And now for some credits. Our theme music is Danger Did You Do by DJ Stranger Danger, whose music can be found on SoundCloud. Matthew Boudreaux, line producer. Symptoms include compiling the show, setting levels and EQ, and badgering the host into delivering vocals and copy on time. Patient shows clear signs of Tavarian space flu, recommend bed rest, a pint of whiskey, and a gentle dusting of powdered sugar. Eli McElveen, interviews producer. Patient has been focused on trying to make the host sound smart and articulate through advanced editing techniques. Repeated attempts at something this impossible can only mean one diagnosis, Lamarck's Delusion. Recommend patient take a hot bath, then a cold bath, then a hot bath again, followed by a pelting with lemons. Heather Cohen and Monique Boudreaux, researchers. This is a curious case. Two unrelated people on the same project showing very similar symptoms. Dogged search for the truth, neat compilation of information into dossiers, late night stakeouts at motels. These seem like cases of Fletcher's Marpleism. Recommend patients carry a sidearm and avoid picturesque small towns in Maine. Fred Greenhalge, executive producer. So much Jimmy Buffett. Too much Jimmy Buffett? Fred is just always listening to the music of J-Buff, doing that pascagoula run in boat shoes while wearing a pencil-thin mustache. Recommendations. Take 10 cc's of 10 cc, run up the wild flag, and immerse yourself in the Nile Roger. I'm David Reinstrom, butt disease, no cure, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. This is a ridiculous intro, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm a grown-up. I'm a grown-grown-up.